OmegaMetroid.com is here. We're so proud to finally share our website with you, giving Metroid fans a dedicated Metroid one-stop shop for the latest news, fan creations, walkthroughs, maps, and of course, the latest episodes of the Omega Metroid podcast. That's not all. If you'd rather listen on YouTube, you can check out episodes there. And if you really want to take your Omega Metroid experience to the next level, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get access to special Discord roles, a platform on the website to promote your projects, exclusive bonus shows, and so much more. Memberships start at just as little as $1 a month. OmegaMetroid.com is the source of all this great content. So whether you're a new Metroid fan or a series veteran, OmegaMetroid.com is the place for you. Check out OmegaMetroid.com today. Welcome to the ZeldaCast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Allison Aletha. How are we doing on this beautiful long weekend if you're in Canada? And just a regular <laughs> weekend if you're in the States. Yeah, I think we were, we were just talking about it. And I, I, I have a regular weekend, so I don't know about anybody else. But happy Easter Sunday to those who celebrate. Um, I don't, so I'm just actually cleaning the house. We're trying, our trip is a week and a half away. And we're going to be gone for two and a half weeks, so we're trying oh, to, like, man. max clean the house so we come back to a clean house. Well, uh, I can't believe that there's only this show and the next week's show before I bid you farewell. Yeah. That's sad. Yep. And I can't, but, 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 to offset that, I can't believe that there's only, like, a month left until Tears of the Kingdom. So that is unsad, not sad. The opposite I agree. of sad. So I'm, I agree. I'm <laughs> Um, I'm excited too. Yeah, we so we had a lot of good feedback on our episode last week. A lot of uh, discussion on if that gameplay and the new abilities and stuff like that was the missing piece for you if you were unconvinced about Tears of the Kingdom. And I think it was about 50-50. I think a lot of people saw that and they were like, yes, this is what I need. And there there were still some, some sour sallies out there, your host included, that were just like... I want more, more, more. <laughs> uh, so, so I guess we're you know a month away. We're not gonna have to wait very long to find out. Seems surreal that this uh, hype train is coming to coming to a close relatively soon. Very yeah, weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I would if I would call it a hype train. To be yeah. honest, like it's more like it was, uh, you know, it was boiling back in 2019, and then we were sitting at a really low, low simmer forever until yeah. maybe the last. I don't know, five to six months. Well, even even now, like it's just starting to bubble. I feel like for yeah. me, some people yeah. it's already it's bubbling. It's it's overflowing over overflowing. Yeah. There's water everywhere. I would say it's boiling for me, but it's not like tea kettle screaming yet. So okay, well, uh, so last week we were going to do a show ranking 
every single shrine quest in Breath of the Wild, but we obviously were delayed because of uh, the, the gameplay showcase. How dare they? So this week, <laughs> we're going to jump right into it. And I think I'm going to preface everybody with this right now. I think we're going to split this into two parts um, mm-hmm. because there's 42, two. 42, yeah, 42 of these. And unless we're really rocking, I don't think there's any way that we're going to cover all 42. Um, and also, before we even do that, which is uh, which I think guarantees that this is just going to be part one, really quickly, let's talk about the Super Mario Bros. movie. I saw it on Friday night. You saw it earlier this week. Mm-hmm. I want to save most of my thoughts and most of my comments for Virtual Theater, which, if you didn't know, is a podcast about video game movies and the stories that shape them. Uh, we're going to do a comprehensive breakdown of the Super Mario Bros. movie, what we thought, everything like that. Um, but I know that you want to talk about it, so what'd you think? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to just super quickly, no spoiler, no nothing. I just, I loved it. I went and saw it opening night. It was something I wanted to go see, like, as soon as it came out. Um, I thought it was super cute. There was a bunch of kids, like, all dressed up as Mario and Luigi and others. And then That's they cute. had, like, mascots there, and they were cute. <laughs> And they, they, there was occasionally a time where they would start fighting each other in between taking pictures. And I was like, oh, no, it's getting Smash Bros. up in here. It was adorable. Um, I think, like, I agree to what you said leading up to this movie. Is like, it was inoffensive and, like, very, like, standard, fine storytelling. It wasn't, like, blow-your-mind storytelling. Yeah. But I feel like it was a love letter to Mario to Nintendo and I'm it like made me so excited for what the future is for uh movies shows whatever in Nintendo verse. I think that's a good way to put it. This, like yeah. So after I saw it, I actually I went I went to the ten o'clock showing. So like there weren't as many kids. There were still some kids, but uh, I think it would have been better if I was at like a matinee and just you know all the kids got to go wild or whatever. I think that would have been funny. Yeah. But um, so I came out and my my initial thought was like. This movie was exactly what I thought it was going to be. And that's not a bad thing. Like right. it it's it was inoffensive, it went down easy, it was safe, and I think that's fine. Um some some of the music parts were a bit cheesy, of course, but it's just like, well, like this is a kids movie. It's an illumination movie. Like it, what what did you expect, right? So like mm-hmm. there were some of that. I, I thought that there some people surprised me and how good they were with their voices. And I think mm-hmm. there was a couple that were like woefully miscast. Like, Yeah, woefully. I agree. There was one where I was just like, they could have used anybody else. We did not need to hear this actor. Yes. I've, I'm sure we're talking about the same one. I'm sure we are. And I don't want to spoil it. So, no. um, but even that was just kind of like, eh, whatever. So yeah, it, it was fun. And I think now that they've got like the, the origin story out of the way, now you can start to tell some some really fun stuff. And and the last thing I would say is I think that there was I was surprised by how many parallels there were, particularly in the opening sequence to the OG Super Mario Bros movie of 93. It wasn't yes, that dissimilar. Yes. You know what? I thought about you actually on some of the <laughs> on some of the things and I was like I know Andy is going to notice this when he watches the movie. So I'm actually excited to hear what you guys have to say yeah. on virtual theater. Gooey asked me if the Mario Scoot plays, and unfortunately it does not. That's that's a, that's a spoiler I'll give you for free right now. No Mario yeah. Scoot. However, no. the music was fantastic. Amazing. Overall. Yeah, it yeah. was amazing. Best um, part. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited for like what's coming next. I, and, and this is what I think. 
This is what I think, Al. You can power rank this or not. So I think that like there are three more movies that are inevitable, as Thanos might say. Uh, this the, obviously this movie is going to get a sequel, and I think it's going to be based off a particular 3D Mario game. And I think you probably know which one I'm talking about, mm-hmm. or at least like kind of based off of it. I think there's absolutely going to be a Donkey Kong movie. Duh. Yeah. I think that was yeah. talked about even before. And and I think I would be shell-shocked if there was not a Luigi's Mansion movie. Because there's a yeah. little a little snippet in there that almost serves as like a... Um, what do they call that in, in television? Like a... I don't know. Like, like, a, like a backdoor pilot or something like that. So it's like a proof of concept in the movie. And, yeah. And I think that that's going to happen. And I think that I could also see in the future series like Animal Crossing or Splatoon or Kirby definitely coming out definitely yeah i agree i i agree with mario or i agree with uh donkey kong and luigi's mansion i think charlie day even said he'd be down to do that um who did really great as luigi by the way um uh and then yeah i'd be curious to see what else they do as far as like uh you know nintendo wise i love that they had a lot of call outs that made you kind of wonder like what what do they have planned for the future? Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with all of that. Yeah. And maybe, since we're all the time, let's talk about what everyone listening to this wants to talk about. Um, I I think a Zelda movie is on the table, but I think it would have to be different. Different mm-hmm. tonally than... Yeah. Because, like, I, I feel like, while the movie looked great and sounded great, the tone was not... Not what I, and I think not what many people that would go see a Legend of Zelda movie would want that tone to be. Like, not to say that Zelda is not for kids, um, because I think that the series is very, like, friendly towards younger players. But I do think that uh, you would need to have it more more along the the tone of, like, a Pixar movie, almost, versus, like, an Illumination movie, which I feel are different, you know? Yeah. No, I think I, I get what you're where you're coming from because yeah, you could definitely tell going into the Mario movie it was definitely built for kids. Yeah. But I also think that because it was such a good like with Nintendo being so involved, I think they were also considering their 35 plus year fans in there too. Yeah. You know. I and, and so, like, it was a kids movie and it, but it it wasn't like I I was smiling like the whole time watching it. I know I I was gonna, I, I had a goofy smile the whole time I was watching that movie. Like, I, I think of a movie like Wally, for example, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, definitely like a, a movie for kids, but like, I, I think that movie is incredible. And like, mm-hmm. it was so touching to watch as an adult. And it was like, the story was great. And it, it, it was serious, but not like overly. Like, I, I think that might be kind of what you want to go for with the Zelda movie. Because yeah. I, I think that we could probably say like, it's going to be, you know, animated if it happens. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that just makes sense. I don't think they're going to do live action. Yeah. After we'll after watching the Mario movie, I kind of feel like I have faith and I trust that they will go in the right direction because they did so well with this. So yeah. well. So. Yeah, I agree. Not too concerned. Um, okay, well, like I said, I'm going to be I'm going to be dropping an episode on Virtual Theater, the podcast about video game movies and the stories that shape them later this week about the Super Mario Bros. movie. So Gooey and I are going to dissect and uh, analyze this movie so you should check that out when it drops i'll tweet it out when it does let's get to the shrine quest al because we have a lot to get to (laughs) yeah a lot there's a lot so 
This is how we're going to do it. We're going to do it by region and uh, and go from there. So we're going to we're going to start with the Akala region. Going to go down to Dueling Peaks, Elden, Farron, and we might call it quits after Farron. I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how far we get, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's just dive right in. And I'm going to kind of give a brief synopsis of all of these uh, all of these shrine quests because Frankly, I forget a lot of them myself, so um, here we go. Okay, so, and and I guess we should also figure out how do we want to do, do we want to do this like definitive style where we'll rank the shrines like above, or the shrine quests above one of the other? Um, I feel like I'll lose my my place easily with that, so maybe we should do like rank, like letter rankings, or, or we could do, um... The A tier, S tier, B tier. Um. Okay. You know what? Let's let's do just grades, and then we'll yeah. we'll compile them at the end and make a nice okay. little graphic here. Okay. So, and uh, here we go. So the first shrine quest is into the vortex, and this is in the Akala region. And uh, I think this one is literally just like you just need to carry the orb from. Um, let's see from. Uh, the Wrist Peninsula, and you need to go and get sneak past some Bacoblins and Octoroks and all these other guys, and you need to get it to its uh, eventual destination, and that's how the shrine comes up. So, I don't know. I, I This one is just kind of like, meh, I think. Like, I, I don't know if you would agree with that, Al, but I, I feel like this one isn't anything really special. You just kind of pick up the orb and, I don't know, make your way across the, the lake if you need to. You can use... Uh, uh, Cryonis to, to get across pretty, pretty standard. Um, I kind of like, I, I agree with you to an extent. I feel like, yeah, you just kind of go in a big circle and you have obstacles in your way. Um, and I, to be honest, if I'm like later in the game doing this, which I usually am, it's kind of more of an annoyance to have those obstacles in the way. You just kind of yeah. want to get the, the ball to the pedestal. But, like, I love how people can be really creative with it, too. Because you could just follow the vortex. You could just follow the, the spiral of land. That, that's what I do. Yeah. yeah. Or you could cheese the heck out of it and, like, just launch the ball or do all this craziness to get it to the middle and avoid all of that. And I think that's kind of fun. Or, you know, depending on how uh, high up the, like, the difficulty of the monsters are, if they're, like, all silver at that point, there's, like, a lot of fun things you could do um, mm -hmm. to defeat them on your way. So I feel like it has room for a lot of imagination and creativity to kind of figure it out, but it's not, like, it's not hard or difficult, and sometimes it can actually be kind of annoying. So, I mean, I, I, would, I, give, agree. I would give it, like, an average, maybe, like, a C kind of grade. I, I'd give it a C, um... And maybe this sounds dumb, but it's it's just kind of like a cool little spiral piece of land. So that that is what I think of when I think of this. It's just like oh, it's it's that cool little spiral. But it like I do find it quite annoying to to actually get it to the center. And like I feel mm -hmm. like there's always like the cobble. Actually, the worst is the octorox. The Bacoblins aren't too bad, and the Moblins aren't too bad. But the octorox that are just like so op in this game and they're always just out of sight and you just can't quite hit them and they're always smashing you with their stupid rocks it does make it a little bit annoying so i i think i would i think i would also give it a c as well and uh yeah so i i mean i guess it's kind of in first place by definition because that's what we start with but i i don't know if this one is going to uh 
is going to be all that high on on my personal list as we're you know all said and done. Right. Um. Okay. So our next one is the Skull's Eye, and uh, this is uh, this is one where you have to speak to Jaren in the uh, Call of Ancient Tech Lab, and uh, he speaks of an ancient shrine atop the left eye of Skull Lake, and um, there's a Lionel that is uh, blocking your path to this very shrine, so I think it's, I mean, you can correct me, you you know this a little bit better than I do, but, I mean, basically, you're just kind of, like, making your way up to the actual shrine, right? Like, you're, there's nothing really in your way getting there. I mean, is that correct? Yeah, I mean, you just need, like, stamina. Yeah, you could totally avoid the Lionel, too. What I like to do, so, the general gist is, like, you have the skull lake, and one eye is way down on the ground, and one eye is, like, a giant pillar up into the sky, and there's a shrine up there. Mm -hmm. You could just very much climb that, get a bunch of elixirs, climb it, wear the bandana, the climbing gear, whatever. I just climb up on the Elden side and fly over, or that's also where I practice my, I think they're called bomb launches, and you can launch yourself with bombs to fly over there. And it's actually a lot of fun. So there's different ways to get to it. But yeah, it's not very involved. It's not like uh, it's not like a huge task to get there. So it's pretty easy. Um, I, I would rank it pretty low. Like uh, if I were to like if I were to assign it a letter grade, it would probably be a D just because there's really not much to it. Like, yeah, I'd be know. OK with that. It's really um, simple, and it's not, like, super involved. You just have to climb up there or find a way to fly over there. Yeah. Um, okay. So, are, are we okay with, with a D? Yeah. Okay. So, so and I'm, I'm also going to rank them kind of definitive style as well. And, okay. and I think the letter grades will make it a little bit easier to keep track of. Um, so, our next shrine quest is the Spring of Power. And this is obviously located in the Akala region. Um and he, so you talk to uh, an NPC, I forget his name, but he tells you about the Spring of Power, gives you a hint, everything like that. Um, and you need to give a scale from Dinral in order to, uh, you know, activate this shrine. And and I feel like it's, like, an easy enough quest. Like, it's it's pretty basic, just, like, shooting parts off the any of the three dragons. But I kind of like this, because for me, this was my first time that I ever did that. That was the first time that I was, like... I, I can shoot that dragon like that's that seemed like so sacrilege almost like to see this majestic floating beast and then like I don't know um so I, I actually always remember this like quite well and uh it, it has like a little bit of a fond place in my heart even though like I said it's, it's not really the most involved shrine quest or anything like that um pretty easy you get the scale bring it to the spring of power goddess statue activates and then voila the gate opens but I don't know. I th- this one has, like I said, a little bit of a. I have a soft spot for it. I what about you, Al? Um, I would say this. I I think what I think it's actually fine. I uh, so the Nadra uh quest that you do where you help Nadra become unmalicified or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Malicified, okay. And Nadra is the one that teaches you, that gives you the um, scale to use on the, the Shrine of Wisdom. Right. So I feel like Nadra teaches you about these shrines and you can go do it on the on the Spring of Power and the Spring of Courage. So to me, that one is the standout and I would give that one a higher grade than the other two 
uh, springs. So spring of power, I would say, is just like a, a meh, a C, maybe even a D. But I would I'm, give, I'm gonna give the it other a C. one. Okay. I'm, I'm going to give it a C. I would give the other one a higher grade. Okay. I feel like that's fine. So the spring of power is a C. And our ranking right now is spring of power into the vortex, the skull's eye. So, and I'll post these stats uh, after after we're done. Um, let's continue and let's go to the trial of the labyrinth. And uh, I I love these labyrinths. I really do. Like I think I'm gonna grade all of them quite high. There's just like something so fun about like being in these. Uh, giant mazes like some of them have like a lot of enemies in them some of them don't it's just like it's just kind of a cool aesthetic i feel like i'm in like an ancient mayan temple or something like that i um i i kind of actively like don't look at at like any walkthroughs anything like that when i'm in them i kind of like just wandering around and taking my time and getting a little bit lost a little bit turned around so i i really like these I would grade all of them pretty highly. This is no different. The only thing that I would say is that um, I think that all three of them could have used... There's three of them, right? Hebra, yes. this one. Yeah. Yes. I think that all three of them maybe could have used something to distinguish themselves just a little bit from each other. Um, besides like some of the enemies that are inside. like I think that the one in Hebra would have been really cool if there was like ice or something inside of it this maybe one of them could have been dark maybe one of them could have been, I, I don't know but i yeah i really like this one and i and i like all of these labyrinth ones so spoiler i'm gonna be grading all of them high i would give this one a b okay okay with a b especially because it does challenge you i'm personally in the boat that cheeses it i know where all the in like the spots are to the secret spots to go in and get to the to the shrine um I can't remember if it's the Akala one or the one in Hebra, but one of them like has the, the even the underground area with all the guardians, and you get like the the token in order to teleport. So I want to say that's I the Akala one, but oh, I was gonna say I think it's Hebra. I think okay, it might be Hebra. One of those. Um, so there's like cool extra areas to them that is just a little bit of a bonus, especially when you like just drop down and all these like dead guardians come to life and kind yeah. of like try to kill you. It's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Like, if you take it seriously, <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word, but if you, like, go through it, um, like, as the, as the game developers intended for you to do, I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's a good challenge, and yeah. I think it could be frustrating, but at the same time, like, it's a maze, so when our maze is not. Yeah. Um, um, so let, I think I would give it a B as well. Let me correct myself. This is the one with the Guardian Graveyard, and there is a diamond circlet in there. Yeah. So, so it is this one, yes. Yes, Okay. So yeah, that's uh yeah, I I quite like this one. I I think it's uh I I love all of them to be honest, but like I just yeah, I I think that this one is going to be uh maybe high for a little bit. So let's go over and let's uh let's go to the Dueling Peak Shrines and we are going to go to the Stolen Heirloom. And uh let's see. Let's see. So this one is actually you got to complete a bunch of other different uh side quests in here to activate this. And once you do, you can go to one of the guards outside of Impa's house in Kakariko Village. They will discuss how a thief stole something from Peya, who is, uh, of course, the adorable uh, Sheikah girl that has a crush on Link. And uh, you need to get it back. So, um, yeah, this is one of them where you need to uh, kind of follow the guard who leaves his post. And, and you, you're probably better off putting on your stealth armor and just kind of sneakily following him. He'll lead you to the Great Fairy. Um 
you know, eventually uh, the Yiga Blade Master will reveal himself, and uh, you, you get you get your fight on, and then and then this guy, uh, what's his name, Al Dorian? Dorian. Dorian. He will confess his crimes. He'll confess that he stole the orb. He was being blackmailed by the Yiga clan. His wife was killed to punish him for leaving the clan in the first place. And his child is wandering cat creek. This is like, this is high stakes. This, this is, is drama. <laughs> yeah. We're talking murder. We're talking betrayal. We're talking blackmail. My God. I, I, I might be inclined to give this one a high grade just because of all, all the drama here. What yeah, do you, what and do you the think? Fact- uh, the fact that you have to do quite a bit to, in order to activate this one, I kind of like that because it's like, it's like you're kind of into getting to know the 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 Kakariko village, the people there, and then uh, also these guards a little bit because you do a lot of side quests for them too. Yeah. Um, and then and then all of a sudden something's been stolen, so it's not like just you wander in there like, oh my god, something's been stolen, and you actually see Paya with the orb in in like cutscenes or not cutscenes but like previous interactions with her as well. So I kinda like that there's a build up to it. Yeah. And that yeah, there's like some drama going on with poor Dorian because he's just trying to do the right thing and he had a you know a, a not the greatest past. So yeah, I kinda like that. I would I would say this is a an A. Wait, maybe would you a go high a? I could go, a I could go A. I could be convinced of that. Because I yeah. actually I think you're right. You said something that I agree with is like you see that orb in Impa's house for like this is probably like a, a ladder. Oh, you get those side quests done. Yeah, yeah, this is like a ladder game shrine quest, I think, um, or at least like a midpoint game. So you you see the orb like for a decent amount of time before you're just like, what do I need to do to get that orb? Like, what am I finally gonna get it? Like, I yeah. remember I tried to like see if I could steal it from the house or whatever because I, I had found the little pedestal and I was like, I I'm pretty sure this needs to go here eventually. So I was like trying to see if I could sneak and get it. <laughs> Obviously, it did not succeed. Um, so yeah, I, I like the uh, I like the stakes. I like the story. I like the build up to it. It's uh, it's nice, and it gives like an NPC kind of a I don't know a little bit of a character fleshing out. This is one of those side quests where it's like um, a little bit more involved, and it's not just one of those yeah. like, collectathon side quests. Exactly, or just a side quest where you kind of like they're like, oh, you just do a special thing, and it and the yeah. shrine comes up, and there's a lot of those. So yeah, I like that this one's like more involved, takes a while to get there, and it's like a lot more fleshed out and building up to something versus just do this thing and get the shrine. I kind of think it's cool too that like you can you can look into um, I don't know the the inner workings of the Yiga clan a little bit and see like. Cause like they're they're kind of portrayed as just like generic evil guys, right? And like this is this is one of the few times where it's like this guy defected. There's like actual people inside of here that like aren't just like mindless soldiers or anything like that. So I yeah I I kind of yeah I kind of dig it. I I think that this is uh this is a good quest. So we're we're given our first A of uh of the show here. Oh boy, here we go. Dueling Peak Shrines. Watch out for the flowers. We all know this. We all know this one, don't we? Uh, yeah. Flower blight Ganon, as she is affectionately <laughs> called. Yeah. <laughs> so we all know what we need to do here. We need to carry the orb. We uh, we cannot step on the flowers, or flower blight will uh, just demolish you. Um, what do you think? I think it's funny, like it's comical and 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 it's cute, 
but it's also not very involved like you no. all you have to do is kind of follow the little flower maze there's one frustrating part part right in front of the shrine i'm sure a lot of people know what i'm talking about where it looks like a clear path but there's this tiny little flower tiny and you step on it and she loses her absolute marbles i think it's funny like and it's involved that way but it's also just not that big a deal you could you could do it really quickly and really easy in fact yeah. you could fly to it from like one of the cliff sides and be totally fine and avoid it altogether but i think it's funny so for that i would give it like i don't want to rank it too low but i also don't want to rank it too high so i guess i'd give it a c I, I would give it a C as well, and I would put it after the Spring of Power, if okay. uh, if I'm being honest. So, yeah, like, I, I think that without the meme, this one wouldn't be, like, this one wouldn't be much, right? Like, yeah. I, I think that the, the meme that came up after the fact kind of gives this one a little bit of life, gives this one a little bit of longevity. Like, yeah, it is funny, but it's, it's just kind of, I don't know. It's very simple. It's very short. It's very basic. So I, I think I think C I think C is appropriate. So yeah, we'll we'll do that. Um okay. Let's do a quick recap here. So we got the stolen heirloom with an A grade. We got into the labyrinth with B, and we got a couple C's here. The spring of power, watch out for the flowers, into the vortex, um, all with the letter grade C, and in last place, the skull's eye with a D. So let's move on to the Elden region and let's to let's go let's go to a brother's roast. And uh, I, I don't remember this one, actually. Let's see here. Let's see what we got. Um, so you need to speak to Bladon in, in Goron City. And uh, what you need to do is you need to find Gongoron, his brother, who went missing looking for the secret of the hero. So you need to go and you need to go and find, uh, and find poor Gongoron. And uh, he is, let's see... He is somewhere in the Elden region, and uh, you go to Gorko Tunnel, and you break down the walls, and then you then you rescue him, and then Bladon will appear and ask for uh, ask for you to retrieve a rock roast. So you can get a rock roast, and uh, once you get it, you can bring it back to him, and he chows down, and I guess that's the shrine quest. I, I I'm sorry, Al. I don't really remember this one at all. Yeah, like you you meet you meet the older brother in town. He's like my brother's missing. You find him like basically kind of just wiped out in a cave and his brother shows up and is like, "Yeah, go get the roast from down the, you know, the cliff." And you bring the roast back up and you're like hailed by a bunch of enemies trying to get that roast up there. Yeah. And as soon as you drop it, it rolls back down. It's very frustrating. <laughs> but like in a good way. I I actually think this is a pretty good involved um shrine quest because you do actually do a bit more there is a little bit of a story to it with the brothers and um how you get them the roast to to help pave the way to the shrine so i kind of like it i kind of i think it's sweet i think it's a b probably um you know what oh, okay I'll, I'll i won't argue with you i i just like i don't know what it is this is just not it's not ringing a bell, and I've I'm sure I've done this like a bunch of times because I've beaten Breath of the Wild a bunch of times with you know mm -hmm. the, with the Hundo for at least in terms of uh, shrines and stuff like that. So I yeah I guess we could give it a B. There there's something I have to be honest with you. There's something about the Elden. I think Elden region is probably my least favorite in Breath of the Wild. So it, just because of like the terrain and like the I don't know the the boring rocks and stuff like that, it's not my favorite. So a lot of them kind of like 
meld together for me. Yeah, and that I, makes sense. I, and I'm sorry I like it a lot. if that's your favorite. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but I like it. There's a lot of rare ore deposits and um, a lot of like fire taluses. So I, I really that's enjoy true. breaking rocks yeah. in this region. So I enjoy it. I just don't like the fire armor. I think it's really ugly, so uh, yeah, I'm like annoyed that I have to wear it all the time, you know? <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't like it, because you look like a stupid tin man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I wish there was like a like a cool looking a cool mm. looking piece of armor that you could put on like that would like yeah. embolden you in flames or something. I don't know. Yep. But uh yeah, so if I if I'm a little bit uh if I'm a little bit lackadaisical on my next couple of shrine quests here, very sorry. Um let's go over to a landscape of a stable and um here we go so you need to speak to mayro in the foothills stable and uh he is going to oh this is the painting one okay so he's gonna look at a landscape painting hanging on a wall and uh he's gonna say that there's probably something probably something worth your while if you can find where this painting is um so i mean that's essentially it right like you just you kind of get the idea of where that painting is you go and look for it and once you find it, you can you can see the shrine. I, I think that's pretty much all that there is to this it's one. It's really all there is, but I would love to have a lot more of stuff like this. I this is like kind of my my when I did those screenshots for the in the comparison of Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, I really enjoy finding locations like this and like matching it to images. So um and I think that would be like a fun kind of like mini game to play at like the marathon or whatever. Right. I know it's been th tossed around, but I think I really like it. That was really fun, but it's also just very easy. Um, like, even though I like it and wouldn't mind a lot of it, I, I do see the simplicity of it and it's not like that great. So I would probably give this a D. I, I was going to say a C actually, because I, okay I don't, I don't disagree with you. I think that quests like this are like really fun. It, it's just, it's something when you have this big sprawling open world, it's it's fun to just say like, here's like a tiny little snippet of it, go find mm -hmm. it. Um, yeah. The downfall of that though is that it's kind of only good for one time, right? Like, yeah. unless you unless you play Breath of the Wild, you haven't played it for like five years and you want to go back, then maybe you're just like, well, where is this again? Like, what am I doing? Um, but yeah. I, I think if you're the DLC kind of does it a little bit, but they use more of the map image, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. But aside from that, um, I don't remember a lot of quests like this. Yeah, I don't think so. So for that, I'm, I'm willing to give it a C. I'd probably put it under uh, the Spring of Power, personally, just because, I, okay. like I said, I have a soft spot for that. But, like, I do like the idea behind it. Like, I, I think it is cool. Um, however... Like I said, like once you, once you kind of do it once, like you, it's not like it's fun to do again. It's just a simple, like, go, you know, go here kind of a quest, which I think are the weaker, you know, kind of shrine quests in this game. So mm -hmm. there we go. Okay. So the next and final shrine quest of the Elden region is the gut check challenge. And, uh... <laughs> I, I kind of like this one actually I I do I do remember this one so you uh, you need to like you need to climb up that ginormous uh, that ginormous spire and uh, then you then you follow the path of rupees and then you get rupees what do you need I think you need a hundred right in order to complete the like a hundred hundred twenty I can't remember exactly yeah. but I um, mean I like it too I feel just, like it was just climbing 
it's just boring. fun because like it's yeah. uh you get to talk to all like your your goron brothers and it's just I don't know. It's just it reminds me of like Drunia just smacking Lincoln congratulations <laughs> and he like falls yeah. down like just kind of that charming little um Goron interaction. So I mean it's it's not like an upper tier quest by any means. I mean it's probably a C, but I, I do think that I it has a little say, bit of charm. Yeah, I was gonna say because of the charm and because they put the rupees in there, like if they didn't, I would say this is a D, just like climbing the the skull yeah. eye. But because of the charm and because of the rupees and like you are as you're climbing, you're trying to look for the for the right path, like and for how you can get even more rupees, but also keeping an eye on your stamina, etc. Um, I would actually say this is a B. I really like this one a lot. I don't know if I I, I could go C. You want to go B okay. on this? You think? I don't think so. This isn't a. I think it's cute, but okay. I don't know about that. Okay. Well, we're going to do C, and I guess I'll just owe you, which I hate doing. I hate owing you, <laughs> but I guess here we are. Okay, <laughs> so we are going to the Faron region, and um, let's – oh, no, I'm, I'm – no, I'm, you, that's right. We're going to the Faron region. I'm sorry. I was yeah. I was getting all mixed up. So we're going to a fragmented monument, and um, this is the one where you have to find the, shard, the shards and, and collect them all uh, in – form the the key to get into the the shrine and i actually kind of like this one because you have to you have to do some little like exploring a little digging it's it's kind of nice you're along the coast and it's a little peaceful and a little tropical so i mean there's not much to it just like it's basically like three clues and you can go track down the three pieces but i don't know i, I kind of like it it's not the best it's not the worst it's it's fine it's okay. I don't remember having that. I th I think I found it kind of frustrating, actually, where the pieces were. And if I'm remembering right, oh, God, it's been so long since I've done this one. Isn't it like the pieces, don't they look like the mirror, the Twilight mirror? Kind of, kind yeah. Of? Yeah, kind of. Um, So I, I actually don't really remember having a very fun time doing this. This is probably a D for me where I'm just like, I, I have to go find these pieces all over this beach, and they all look like the same color as sand. Um. Right. So I, I didn't enjoy it that much. I I couldn't really argue, especially after I just argued for uh, the last one to be ranked a little bit lower. I, I <laughs> couldn't really argue and say that, like, I think that there's so much to this that, like, it deserves a little bit of a higher grade. Uh, like, I, I personally had, like, an okay time because, like, you're just kind of, it's like you're literally walking along the beach. Like, you're just walking along the beach and casually looking for them. Can I say that I should try and convince you it's more than a D? Probably not. Probably not. But I, I, I don't mind this one. But uh, there really isn't anything, a whole lot to it. Like I would give it a really low C, like at the bottom of our C's. You know what? We we could give it. We could give it a uh, a D. I, I think I'm okay with that. Okay. Um. Okay. So the next shrine quest is a song of storms, and this is one of the ones where you need to go and talk to our old pal Cass, who is just wailing away on that accordion that you can hear from, like, a mile away. And um, what you have to do is you have to make lightning strike on top of a pile of rocks shaped like a shrine. And the best way to do this, of course, is to get your thunder helm on, and uh, that way you will be safe from, <laughs> from getting electrocuted. But if you're a daredevil and you really <laughs> like to live on the edge, I guess you could just take your great sword and wave it around and wait for lightning to strike, but it just won't end very well for you. But... That's pretty much all that there is to this. Yeah, it's super easy. Um, I love that Cass is involved. 
I think another really easy way to do it is just to leave a metal weapon at the top and just like climb down. I personally like to just put on all my metal weapons and let Link get struck by lightning. I do too. That never <laughs> even crossed also... my mind to leave something there. I was like, whatever, I'll just get hit by lightning. I think you can also wear some of uh, the lightning like repellent rubber suit also might help. Um, but yeah, it's super like it's super easy and there's not much to it. It's more kind of like the funny ways that you can figure out how to do it. So this would probably be pretty average, like a C. I'd give it a low C. Yeah. A low C. Like, it's kind of charming, and it's kind of funny, because you can, you know, you can get bonked by the lightning. But yeah. it, it's pretty boring if you're just, like, going to drop off uh, whatever on there. Yeah, so. pretty sure you don't even have to talk to Cass at all. Like, you could just do it, and then he's like, oh, wow, you did it. Yeah. And it's gone. <laughs> okay, here we go. The next one, Al. Stranded on Eventide. This is, everybody knows this shrine. This is probably the most involved shrine quest in the entire game. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think so. It's definitely the longest, and um, you just it kind of takes you back to like step one, like basics, you know, yeah. which I kind of like because by the time you get there, you're probably pretty far in the game. You have a lot of weapons, you have a lot of hearts and stuff. Well, this kind of takes you down to nothing on your way there and you have to once again start collecting resources you have to find a Hinox. you have to fight a lot of stuff um in order to get three orbs to their location with a shrine on the top so yeah it's very involved let me ask you a question how did you get there the first time do you remember uh i think did you sail or or did you did you make it all the way i want to say i like never used a raft so i'm pretty sure i climbed up to that very high cliff and like floated as far as i could and then swam the rest of the way okay yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I did that too. I did not use a raft. I think that's what I did is I, I sailed for like as long as my stamina would carry me. And I and I tried to make it there before and I drowned like a couple times. Um, and yeah, I, I think I did that. And I think one time I I think I used Cryonis like all the way. Which, oh my God, that's a lot. Which was horrible. No, I've, I've never do that. If you like... If you get to that really tall cliff that's, like, leading that direction, you can, yeah. like, Revali's Gale and then, like, float almost all the way there, I want to say. Pre- yeah, pretty much. But, like, I think I when I saw it, I was, like, yeah, I was still pretty early in the game. So I was, like, <laughs> I want to get there. And I and I failed. And then I failed again when I, I had a little bit more stamina. And, like, after the second time I drowned, I was, like, I need, like, I need a lot more stamina if I'm going to get here. So, yeah, uh, my second playthrough, I did Cryonis, which made me just want to drown because uh, it took forever to do. But yeah, I mean, like, this is almost like three shrine quests in one, like, honestly, because, like, you mm-hmm. have to, my God, you have to fight that, uh, um, the Hinox using, I'm assuming that you use bombs. That's what I used to defeat him was just yeah. bombs, which took just forever to get the thing around his neck. Um, that's, that's easily the hardest one, I think. Like, the other ones are just kind of a, a matter of collecting and avoiding all the moblin camps and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, this is, like, this is just a really, really involved, strategic quest where you can tackle it in so many different ways. There is, there is so many creative solutions for how to go about this. You could choose to be stealthy, you could choose to fight, you could choose to pick up weapons. It's really, really well done, and I think it's just, like, kind of a cool setting too where like you just you're so far away from everything and you have to be and i and i love that like you're stripped down to like nothing uh Mm -hmm. so like i would i would give this like an s actually like uh, the first s tier oh okay 
yeah, if we're going with S's, let's do it. I, I agree. This is definitely like just a really fun and yeah. it really takes you back to the roots of like it's almost like the plateau times 10 <laughs> because it really takes you back to the basics and you have to like resource to get your way you know your way out of there yeah um i i mean i think this might be the best one in the game like and and i don't mean to be like be peaking too early because we got a ton of shrine quests still to get through but like if there is, I can think of maybe one or two off the top of my head that compete with this one in terms of like how much I enjoyed them. But like mm -hmm. the utility, the the gimmick of it, which is like you have no powers, um, it forces you to really, really use your your runes in like really creative ways. I I think that like this is just like the complete package. The mystique of kind of that island just being all all by itself, like like even like getting there is kind of a fun adventure in and of itself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this, this might be the best one in the entire game. I know that a lot of people talk about this, but for good reason, because it's so so creative and, and very memorable. Like, I, I think if you were to ask people, what's the shrine quest that you remember from Breath of the Wild the most? I, I think most yeah. people probably say this. Yeah, I would, I would agree. All right, so we got our first S-tier, uh, S-tier shrine quest. So let's continue on. Let's go... To the three giant brothers. This is our last shrine quest from uh, the Farron region. What do we got going on here? So, um, we need to examine the stone tablet between two flaming skull posts in Mount Tehran, which reads, an ancient orb guards by the giants of Mount Tehran leads to a shrine. So, um, I think that you're basically just fighting some, some Henoxes here, so you gotta fight uh three different ones so there's uh and they're all they get progressively harder so there's a regular one a blue one and then a black enox and you got to steal the orbs from them and you get some other stuff too actually you get some some treasures some ice arrows some uh some rupees and stuff like that and um you place the the orbs in in you know their pedestals and that opens up the shrine so not much to it but i still think that it's like i don't know i think it's like kind of cool it's like a, a different like i don't know it's it's simple, but, like, it's challenging, I guess, in a way, or, like, uh, I, I don't really know. I, I it's, it's simple, it doesn't really stand out, but I, I guess I have a soft spot for it. I, I think that it's, like, a fine enough gimmick. I wouldn't say it's, like, a, a top of the pack, of course, but I think it's, like, just kind of a nice little, I don't know, nice little shrine quest. Yeah, it's kind of, I'm, like, especially if you like fighting the Hinoxes, I kind of like when they have these kind of sprinkled in the game, because you have a ton of Hinoxes, a ton of Talos, a ton yeah. of Lynels. And, um, and of course, even when they're a little bit special, they're still the same. So I like that these ones are the youngest, the middle, and the oldest kin. With the taluses, there's a senior and junior talus. One's, like, ginormous and one's little. And then, like, with the Lionel, you have the Plumus Mountain Lionel, whatever. So I kind of like it when there's, like, special ones, even though they're basically the same. Um, so I just, I just think it's kind of fun. You get to go fight a bunch of Hinoxes and uh, get their orbs and take them to this central location. So I kind of like that it's, like, a like a triangle, basically, mm -hmm. of what you're doing with defeating the Hinoxes and bringing the orbs over. I like, I think that's kind of cool. But other than that, it's, like, not not that crazy, not that great, just kind of, like, middle of the pack. I was, I was going to say, I would give it, like, a low B. Okay. Is that too much? That's fine. I feel like it is a little bit, but, I like, high C, low B is okay with me. Okay. Um, well, that is going to do it for the uh, Faron region. Let's go over to the Gerudo Highland Shrines and get started there. Um, 
So we've got we've got our first shrine quest, which I actually remember this one vividly. Cliffside etchings. And this is the one where uh I can't remember exactly where you read. I think it's just in a book in like a house or something. Or maybe it's an NPC. Either way, you talk to somebody and he says that there's uh there's part of the cliffside that looks man-made and he wants to adventure there. And you you have to go and and see uh what the heck this guy is talking about. There's a bunch of bolts and clouds and other doodles on the cliffside and you have to shoot it with a shock arrow and this took me forever to figure out. Forever. Embarrassingly really? long time. Yeah, I okay. I don't know why. I don't know okay. why. I just I don't know. Couldn't like when I say forever, like it probably took me like ten minutes, but like okay. longer than longer than it should have, right? Like <laughs> clearly longer than it should have. So I remember this one, and I have a little bit of a grudge against it for that reason. <laughs> um, I think this is an okay shrine. Again, it's like you could all you could talk to the guy who's like way down in the tip the Tabantha region, kind of looking up at the cliffside, like, oh look at that, that's crazy, or you just happen to stumble upon it and you're like, oh look at that, that's crazy. Um, and then you just hit it with a shock arrow, and that's really it. So it's, like, super bottom of the pack for me, like D, you know? Yeah, I, I'm fine I with I really that. don't feel like it's that great. Well, like, it's... I don't, I don't mean to say that, like, that none of these shrine quests are, like, um, like, they don't all have to be amazing or anything. It's just, like, when it's something so simple, it almost feels like, why is it a shrine quest? Yeah. It doesn't feel like I went on much of a quest to get here. Like, Eventide, you know? Yeah, not. I mean, the, these are clearly not all created equal, and I, like I like you said, like I think that's fine, but like I don't know this this one is just kind of like meh. I actually I kind of feel that way about this next one too. If I'm going to be honest with you, Sign of the Shadow, and this one is one. It's another Cass Shrine quest where you got to go and talk to uh, to our boy, and uh, he's going to sing you a song, and it's going to go like this. As light shines from northwest skies, from the tower's shadow an arrow flies, pierce the... What the heck is this word? The heaven light to reveal the prize. So, uh, basically, you just gotta go up, you gotta um, you gotta shoot the sun at, like, 3pm in, in the game time. Kinda lame, mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. Do you, do you dig this one, Al? Um, no. I think this is actually, uh, like, the lowest one that we've done so far. Yeah, it's, again, it's just something where you kind of have to interpret what he's saying, but it's really not hard to. Like, if you, again, also, actually, I feel like you do kind of need to talk to him in order to figure this one out, because otherwise you're down yeah. there, there's no hint that you're supposed to shoot the, the up into the sky, you know, at a certain time. So you do kind of have to talk to him beforehand, and... Again, it's just like, oh, I just have to wait until the shadow hits wherever or a certain time of day, and then, cool, I got the shrine. So, again, it's not, like, the best thing ever, but you do use your brain a little bit more than... Yeah, I don't know. I, but, again, I would I would say this is DC. No, I, th- I think this is the worst one we've done so far. It's okay. just, like, I feel like it's just, like, kind of lame. It's, like... You got to stand up on the top of the tower, wait, 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 wait until the sun is finally in the right spot. I mean, I guess you could cook if you want to speed it up a little bit, but it's like, this isn't all that fun. Like, it's finally time. You shoot an arrow. That's all you do. And then it appears. It's just kind of like, meh. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's kind of like a wet towel. It's just one of those, one of those ones that's just kind of there, you know? Um, all right. Yep. So we're not doing too great with the Gerudo Highlands here so far. So let's see if we can pick it up with our our last shrine quest in this area. Test of Will. 
And um, this one starts when you speak to Beggy at Mount Niboru. And uh, Beggy is uh, is going to ask you to a heat or, or challenge you rather to a heat resistance challenge. So you put on your Gerudo armor, stand in a hot plate area with him, and uh, basically you just stand there until the Goron passes out. And then they cha- then they uh, they challenge you again. And so you you get your fireproof elixir, you get your whatever, um, and you you just keep on doing this, and you keep on standing there. It's simple. You don't really do much, but at least you have like some personality in this one. So I, I think this one's a little bit higher. It's kind of funny to see you beat these Gorons after this so like gung ho about like how tough they are and their heat resistance. Can't say that I would rank it any higher than like a C. I don't know about you, Al, but it's like I don't know. It's 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 better than the other ones. Yeah, it's like a little bit better, probably a C, like average, but for some reason, like I didn't consider this when I first did this, and I actually just don't really remember it very much. But now that you're like saying what you have to do, I'm like, cool, so we have to resist a heat stroke in order to <laughs> pass this, this shrine quest. Because, like, real, like I'm pretty sure Gorons can't get heat stroke, but people can, so they're like, you know, risk skin cancer in order to beat us for this, like, <laughs> this shrine, and it's actually kind of dangerous. Wow. So. I think that's kind of funny. Um, but otherwise, it's still like a C. It's not very hard. Not very, like, you don't have to do very much in order to, you yeah. know, beat the beat the quest. Yeah. Um, I, I think a C is, is appropriate. It's, it's like, it's fine. It's, it's saved by the personality of the Gorons. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Let's, let's move on and let's go to the gerudo wastelands and we're gonna do a few from the gerudo wastelands and we're gonna call it a day we definitely do not have time to do uh the rest of them so we're gonna do part two next week and actually maybe i should do a recap here of what we've got keep keep track of how many we are because 21 is a halfway point right so let's go we got sign of the shadow with a d the skull's eye a d fragmented monumented d and cliffside etchings with d Uh, we have a bunch of c grades here including a song of storms into the vortex Watch out for the flowers, test of will, landscape of a stable, gut check challenge, the spring of power, um, at B, rather, sorry, B, we have got the three giant brothers, a brother's roast, into the labyrinth, at A, we have a stolen heirloom, and at S tier, stranded on eventide. What do we got, Al? 16. Woo! Okay. (laughs) So let's do five more, and then we're going to call it, uh, we're going to call it a day. So, the first one that we're going to do... Secret of the Snowy Peaks. And this is a simple one, but I actually don't mind it because it's simple, but I think in kind of a clever way. Um so you you need to you need to find the little the little notebook in the cabin, which I feel like I, I actually remember like the first time I ever got this this quest activated, I I just, I felt like I was reading like a throwaway little book or whatever, but it was like a shrine quest, and I was like, oh, cool. Um, and I thought that the solution was simple, but cool. So this is the one where you need to, like, basically roll up a snowball until it's large, hold it up, cast a shadow on the, the glowing pedestal, and then, boom, got your shrine. Yeah. Um. And again, this is kind of, just as a lot like the ones where you, you know, you just kind of wait for a shadow, you know, um, or shoot the pedestal or whatever. Yeah. It's a lot like those, but you actually have to, like, think a little bit more and be like, why didn't my shadow work? Oh, I need to make the snowball bigger. 
And so you just, there is a little bit, just a tiny bit more interaction. So I wouldn't say this is a D like the other ones that are a lot like it. This is probably a C. I would have, I would have even been okay with a B. I mean, we could give it a C. I, I think that like, yes, you have to stand around and wait for a little bit, which is kind of like annoying. But there, there was something about like the ingenuity of the solution to me that was just kind of like, okay, cool. Like, uh, this is, this is like actually kind of like clever. Maybe we'll so maybe give like it, a higher C. We'll give it the highest C. How about that? So secret of the snowy peaks is our new highest c replacing the spring of power uh, okay the eye of the sandstorm so here we go to begin this quest speak to nobiro at the karakara bazaar uh and he is uh, he's gonna say that he's watching a sandstorm and explains that there is a treasure that can be found within it and uh the treasure uh once the once the storm dies down rather so the treasure is the shrine and can be out accessed at nighttime. Not really much to this. Not really yeah, much to try, this. Yeah, you could try navigating to it yourself during the storm. Um, especially if you played a lot and know where it is. That's what I tend to do after my first couple playthroughs. I'm like, I know exactly where the shrine is. I know how to float right down to it. Yeah. So it's fine. But you could see it very clear as clear as day when it's night. So, yeah, again, it's like you just have to wait for a certain time. And it's kind of like... Why is this a quest? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm giving it a, a D. Yeah. Um, and, and like a mid, a mid D at that. It's just kind of like one of those ones. It's like, I don't know. Meh. Mm -hmm. Next, right? So like, um, all right, let's keep on going here. Oh, yes. The Desert Labyrinth. I'm ready to give out a nice grade to this L. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I feel like it's, like, the same. Like, I feel like all the labyrinths are more or less the same. Like, I, I don't feel like there's a big difference between all of them. I guess, like, there's a big difference in, like, the treasures and stuff like that and, and the enemies. But, like, they're basically all the same kind of gimmick. They look all the same. They function all the same. But I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just enjoy them. So I'm, I'm ready to give it, uh, I'm ready to give it a B okay with the b i think this one is a little bit like deceptive because like on the outside it looks a lot easier you're like oh there's not as it's not so much a maze it's just like these it kind of looks like it has more structure more uh symmetry i guess mm -hmm. but then there's a lot more secret like tunnels and i say secret but like when you're down there you see that there's a lot more tunnels and spaces that you can go in and out of this like symmetrical looking shape so i think it's a little bit more deceptive and like that's in a like a good way because it challenges you a little bit more. So I'd be okay with giving this a B too. Again, I know how to cheese the heck out of it, so <laughs> so it feels more like a D to me. But like, not everybody does that. So right. Um, okay, I I think that this next one is pretty fun too. Actually, this is the perfect drink, and uh, <laughs> this one's charming to, to me. So Pokey, a Gruta woman, will be lying across the shrine terminal. She's exhausted. She's about to pass out. She says that death is on her way, and she just wants one last sip of a noble pursuit drink. And so from here, you go to you go to uh, Gerudo Town, and this is where you find the bartender, and she gives you that block of ice that you need to uh, carry across the ruins of. Uh, I can't remember where exactly it is, but there's a ton of monsters. It's fun because you've got this ice, and it's it's a little bit challenging. It's kind of like a more fun version of Into the Vortex, I think, because it's a little bit more of a straight path, and it's not as long. And I think that the story of like the the Gerudo woman who just like needs this drink is, is charming. So I, I think I would give this like a B. 
I don't know about you, but uh, there's something about it that I I feel like I like a little bit. And not and maybe just because it's a, just a little bit more involved. Like not not super involved, but like at least you got to talk to her. You got to go to the bartender. And then you got to get the block of ice. There's kind of like a little bit of a story to it, rather than just like shoot the wall with your arrow. Hmm. Um, I I agree with you. I think there's more to it. I think the only thing I don't like about it is that. Uh, because she's sitting over like the pedestal, you and you maybe this is just me being lazy. You can't warp, yeah. So you have to either run or uh, shield surf your way back and forth to this woman who's like blocking your way, and that's fine. It's just like I guess at this point in the game, I, I'm ready to just start warping everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So it may just be me being lazy, but aside from that little inconvenience, like I do think it's actually kind of cool, and I think. Carrying the ice block versus carrying the orb in the vortex is a lot more fun because you have to be more strategic about it. You have to walk in the shade. You have to maybe um, have some cooler. Like, I'm pretty sure you can have, like, an ice sword or whatever, and it might help yes. you stay cooler. Um, so different things like that to help you uh, make your way through this little ruins. Plus, there's enemies. You could totally wear, like, the enemy masks to get by them, or you can put the block down and, like, you know, try to speed fight your way to get the kill them before your block of ice melts so i think it's like there's a lot more going on with it than just carrying your orb and fighting monsters so mm. i i like that a lot actually so yeah i would say it's a b the only thing that doesn't make it an a for me is just the back and forth you have to do i yeah i was gonna say like low b like i don't think it's like an upper tier shrine quest by any means it's but mid b actually for me yeah okay like yeah i, I don't know this I mean, at this point in our ranking, like, there's just a lot of these quests where it's, like, do this simple thing. So, I kind of, mm -hmm. at, at this point, I'm just, like, anything that kind of has even, like, the smallest semblance of a story involved with it to make it more worthwhile, I, I'm, I'm giving a little bit of a, of a higher grade. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move on to the seven heroines. And I like this one, Al. And maybe I'll let you describe it, because I, I feel like I'm going to do a bad job of it, but... Uh, Basically, this is like the Gerudo region where there's the seven big statues and you have to you have to like get their their symbols or you have to like line up their symbols uh, in the correct order with all the different color orbs around. I probably mm -hmm. butchered that description, but I, I always think that this is pretty fun. It's pretty accurate. It's like the the Thunder Plateau with the, the four different color orbs, except now you've got these seven statues and you have to find their symbol and they're all not in the same spot. But you have to find their symbol somewhere on the statue and match the orb with them. Mm -hmm. So I think that's cool. I think it's a little, um, it's like, it's a little bit involved. It's not like the craziest thing ever, but yeah. it does make you kind of like have to run around and be like, okay, does this S match this? Does this comma match this? Yes, it does. How do I get the orb there? Some of the orbs are like up on top of the statues. Oh, um, so yeah. I think that's actually kind of cool. I would, I would give this one a B pretty easily. I, I was actually going to say I'd give it an A. More than the more than the the perfect drink, I think yeah I think so and I, and I wow. think, I I just like I think the imagery of it really sells it and it like it reminds me of the Spirit Temple which is awesome I think that I, I don't know it's just it's kind of like a cool like self contained puzzle that's challenging like you said like you have to go like those orbs are like hidden all the way around and the symbols are hidden all the way around so like it's not like you could just like do it quickly like it's it's something that makes you think it's something that makes you plan a little bit um i i think the aesthetic really kind of puts it over the top for me i know i just said like i like story but there i think that like the puzzle the puzzle shrine quests as well are, are like really fun so i yeah I, I think i would give it an a I, i'll give it a b if you want but uh i i could put it to a 
I mean, I would say I like this one a little bit. Oh, this is hard because I really like the Thunder Plateau too, even though it's like got less going for it. But I like, I like the, that one too. Yeah, I really like the colors and like the the way you have to escape the lightning and all that kind of stuff. Um, I personally think it's more of a high B, but I I'd be willing to give you an A, I guess, if I so we can fight about something later. <laughs> okay, I yeah, I can agree to that. Let's do that. Um. <laughs> So I'm going to give, so Seven Heroines has an A. The perfect drink is right below it with a B. So that, okay. that was a high B. So it's not quite an A, but, uh, so we've only got two A's so far. So we've got the Seven Heroines, we've got the Stolen Heirloom, and we've got one S, which is, of course, stranded on Eventide. Um, how many more do we have in the uh, Gerudo Wasteland area? We, ha- we have two more. Let's just finish them, Al. Let's just finish them, and then we'll call it a day. So the next one. The Silent Swordman. Swordsman. I'm sorry. I can't I can't say that right. Um, silent Swordswoman. Oh, yeah. I really butchered that. I'm sorry. The Silent Swordswoman. Learn how to read a book, Andy. Jeez Wim- Louise. Women. Plural. It's plural. Oh, silent oh. Swordswomen. I, I, I'm retiring. Um, <laughs> near, <laughs> near the northern exit of Gerudo Town, there is a statue of a swordswoman pointed off at the distance you can either rent or sneak up on a sand seal to ride off in the direction and uh you just you you basically just follow the statues it's like it's like a modern version of the haunted wastelands from ocarina of time yeah that's exactly what i was thinking yeah yeah it's okay it's okay yeah it's a c i think it's a c because it's it's not like you're just like oh carry this thing or go shoot this thing you yeah. are doing a little bit traversing through maybe even a sandstorm. I think at night it's not sandstormy, but during the day it might be. And they are just like pointing in the way that you're supposed to go. Um, so I think that makes it fun because you could get lost. And I think it's a, you know, it kind of recalls to what we love about Ocarina of Time. Right. It's a C. Yeah, it's a C. It's it's a, it's fine. It's, it's, it's probably the level of like, of shrine where it's, it's not quite like the story driven or like a really fun puzzle to give it like a high grade, but it's also not just like one of those stupid ones where it's like you do have to do something absolutely simple in order to activate it. So I agree. It's like it's middle of the pack. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's go on to our last one. And this is the undefeated champ. And uh, pretty easy. You you go, you speak to Tally. She is the Sand Seal Racing Champion and you got to beat her. In a race, so I don't know. I actually kind of like it. I love the sand seals. I think they're super fun. I would give it a B, even though it's like kind of simple. I I think it's fun. What about you? Yeah, I would say this is. I would say maybe like a low B, but like I agree, it's it's more fun. You do something kind of like a little bit more involved. I love that it's like a race, kind of like. You do in a lot of others, all the games. There's a lot of races swimming yeah. in Majora's Mask. You know. Uh, surfing in the snow or whatever with twilight princess so it's always like a fun thing to do when you're kind of racing somebody and the sand seals are a lot of fun there's a lot of obstacles in your way i love it and i think you could um i think there's another thing you could do after it but i don't remember where you like race again and get a faster time but i'm not 100 percent sure but otherwise yeah it's a lot it's a lot more fun than a lot of other shrine quests i'd say pretty low b for yeah. me yeah i and i think you're right i i know that there's another sand seal race quest for for something um, mm-hmm. Maybe it's just a regular side quest. I, I can't quite remember. Right. Um, okay. 
Well, that will put us at the end of the Gerudo Wasteland Shrines. So, and then this is where we're going to call it. So next week, we're going through all of the great Hyrule Forest Shrines. Uh, Hebra, uh, the Lake, Hateno, Laneru, Ridgeland, Tabantha. Well, oh my god, we got like a ton left to do here, Al. We got just a lot to, a lot to left to, to discuss. So, yeah. um, let's do a quick recap of where we are right now after this week. And then uh, we'll get you primed for next week. So... Our D-tier shrine quests are as follows. Cliffside Etchings, Eye of the Sandstorm, A Fragmented Monument, The Skull's Eye, and Sign of the Shadow. In the C-tier, we have A Song of Storms, Into the Vortex, Watch Out for the Flowers, Test of Will, Silent Swordswoman, Landscape of a Stable, Gut Check Challenge, The Spring of Power, and Secret of the Snowy Peaks. In the B-tier, we have The Undefeated Champ, Three Giant Brothers, A Brother's Roast, The Desert Labyrinth, Into the Labyrinth, and A Perfect Drink. A tier, we have two entries. We have The Seven Heroines and A Stolen Heirloom. And Sitting Alone in the S tier, Stranded on Eventide. So, uh, pretty, we're off to a pretty good start here, I think. We're off to a pretty good start. Yeah, well, we did about half of them, maybe a little bit more, and then we'll do the other half next week. I kind of like this. I kind of like revisiting... Um, Breath of the Wild a little bit more in depth as mm-hmm. we get ready for Tears of the Kingdom. I, I'm excited about that. Me too. Um, me too. So yeah, and, and there's a lot of shrine quests that I really like that we did not get a chance to talk about yet. So uh, I'm excited to, to cap this off next week. And uh, we hope that you guys will, will tune in for that. Um, okay, we are going to uh, to bounce out of here. But uh, like I said, tune in next week. We'll finish off this list. We'll, we'll have all the stats once we're done, so you can check it out. Tell us if you agree, disagree. You can tell us if you agree or disagree, by the way, over on Twitter, at Spateri316 and at Allison Aletha. And you can follow us at the TheZeldaCast. If you didn't know, we stream our episodes every Sunday, usually. Uh, every Sunday, usually, at uh, noon, Mounted Time, uh, twitch.tv forward slash TheZeldaCast. You can check us out there. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Recommend us to that Zelda fan in your life. That's it. We're out of here. Until next week, everybody, take care. Bye.